It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Winchester Radio this evening. Um, we are going to be discussing, discussing not only the season finale of Supernatural Sacrifice, but quite possibly the entire season, and we may spread out to other seasons as well because we have a group of special guests. Well, so far we've got two out of three, and hoping one of them can work it out and joining us very soon. Um, we have invited three regular Supernatural bloggers to join us uh, tonight in a podcast roundtable. Um, we have Danielle from PossibleByPopCulture.com and Erin from BlindStainedLife.com. Um, oh, and we hopefully we'll be having Clarissa from TVOverMind.com and all of them write very thoughtful, detailed um very respectful, interesting pieces about Supernatural, and we are very glad to have them here. We're going to talk amongst ourselves for a little while, and then we will be taking uh, call-ins. So if anybody's got a question or a thought about Season 8, we're going to be glad to hear it. We'll mention the phone number in a little while. Thank you for listening to us. As always, we are on blogtalkradio.com slash mediaboulevard. You can go to winchesterbros.com and click on the Winchester Radio uh, logo to listen to our podcast. You can subscribe and download through iTunes. You can listen on the Blog Talk Radio site or download through there as well. And you can always go to our Facebook and Twitter, Winchester Bros, at both of those for not only podcast uh, information, but all the supernatural memes that uh, fit the post. So uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And I... Hopefully, this is Clarissa. Hello. Clarissa? Hi. Hi. Clarissa, yay! You made it! Yay! I know. I'm, uh, I called for my phone. I'm waiting for my Skype to come through. So we'll see what happens. I may have to disappear for a minute and come back. Okay, okay. well, um, let's all each introduce ourselves um, so everybody knows, recognizes each voice and knows who we are by our voices. I'm Becky. I'm I'm Clarissa. (laughs) I think Becky's the only one here. (laughs) She's doing all different voices. Um, I'm Danielle. I'm Susan. I'm Clarissa. And this is Erin. And Uh, Vinny, where are you? I said I was here. Hi, Zing. Oh, I totally missed you there. <laughs> always. Oh yeah, you know me. I always put you at the end. I kind of try to ignore you, you know, so <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's get started. Um, you guys, uh 
Supernatural season finale, Sacrifice. What did you think? I loved it personally. This is Becky. I thought it was great. There, you know, it's still, you know, there's still some things that, you know, it did still some questions left about the season that it didn't answer. But overall, I thought it was a really, really good finale. The best one we've had in a couple of years. Um, I love the angels falling and, you know, just, you know, the whole that whole scene was just gorgeous. I mm. love Crowley's, you know, getting his humanity back there. That was great. And then for me, just the start of the whole episode, I thought was just Jared with his, you know, with his performance as Sam there. And it was just, he was just amazing. And I thought it was the best performance Jared had done in all of the eight years. And that says a lot because he's done some great stuff. So I thought it was great. Mm. I'm actually worried about Jared. I mean, I was very worried about Sam, but I was actually worried about Jared because either that or or the makeup and costume and special effects department is even more fantastic than I even think they are because he looked he looked like like a train hit him and like he'd been through such all this he'd actually like he'd been through trials he looked terrible and I if I had a chance I would have asked him personally did he specifically do anything himself physically or emotionally to get to Sam's place in the finale because he looked wrecked. Yeah, he looked a mess. <laughs> I mean, in a good way. I, I know he was supposed to, but he mm-hmm. looked terrible. Oh, my God, poor thing. <laughs> it was so bad. Either the effects team or the makeup team did that great of a job or he really put himself through the ringer to get himself to that point for his character. Absolutely amazing. I think I was watching videos from the Jason Bellow Con and Jensen mentioned like Jared really getting super intense about it. So that's that had to be a really crazy headspace to get in. Mm. And and not take home with you. Do you guys feel like right. it's a harder headspace than when he had the demon blood and he had no soul? Like I feel like the the, the three of those arcs for him, I feel like were equally wrecking. I think that the difference here is just that you know it's season eight, so he's grown as an actor over eight seasons. So I think this one looks harder, like because he's doing, he's able to do more layers. But I feel like as an actor, you have to. I mean, I don't know. For I could never do it, but I feel like for an actor, all of those things have to be just as emotionally taxing as each other. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, I yeah, I, can, I, I, yeah, I agree with that, too. And I think what seemed to make it more uh, heartbreaking or something this time was just probably the makeup that they did on him. He just looked so pitiful, you, you know, just... Without mm-hmm. even saying a word, he broke your heart just by looking at him. Like you could really see his cheekbones and yeah. and he yeah. just looked really thin to me. And we got the camera angle tricks and the clothing tricks to make him look you yeah. know, that wasted away look. So mm-hmm. I think like team effort wise really came together to give us that terribly traumatizing time. Yeah. Um, Clarissa, you're here, right, and you can hear us okay? Am I back? 
Oh, yeah. Back. <laughs> can, you, can you hear me? Just making sure that you we know can hear you. you're on. And we can hear you. Hi. Okay, so, so we're talking you... about the... I love the scene that with the angels. That, like, totally blew my mind. And when I saw it, I was like, you know when um, Cass is sort of watching them and you can see them fall from the top of the sky? I was like, this is a total Star Wars moment. Like Luke Skywalker, you know, staring out into the whatever on that planet. I swear to God, you know, Star Wars better than this. But um, uh, I thought that was amazing. And I thought that... Um, it's set up uh, next season in a way that really had me, the last time I've been this excited, I guess it seems silly to say, but the season before it was purgatory, like a big, huge moment where it could be a game changer. And I think it'll be even more of a game changer than purgatory was. Oh, Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I had more questions after this finale than I do you know, after most of, of any finales, um, you know, because I want to know, okay, what is, you know, now that the angels have fallen, what does that mean? Can, yeah. you know, can anybody get back into heaven, you know, at all? Can people, when they die, you know, can fall into heaven? My, my concerns are, number one, only the angels have fallen. All the souls in heaven are still there. So that's one but, thing. Uh, and so then, what is my question, know. who's left in heaven? Like, like who's? Who is, Metatron, is there any of the angelic? I mean, I, we know um, Metatron is still there, but is is anybody? Is the secretarial pool still there, or did he just pass <laughs> everyone out? Still exists. My other thing is, you know, Cassiel, Cassiel mentioned that Jimmy had to let him in. So now we have all these angels without vessels. So are they just? I'm not sure how they're going to work that. Are they just going to take over bodies at will? Can they even do that? What? How are they going to? Well, they're that? supposed to ask out of out of anyone. They have to ask, right? They have to. That's what I'm saying. They require permission, well, but do they still have the power to do that now that they're fallen? Well, maybe they don't have to. Yeah, well, they they're supposed to ask, and like we saw, obviously that's how it worked with Jimmy. But since then, we've seen so many. We've seen them do so many not nice things that may, if they have the power to just take over a vessel, I would imagine that they would, just like the demons. No, I, I actually meant more maybe they don't need vessels. Maybe the fact that we oh. saw them and we saw their wings stripped from them meant means right. that those are their bodies. Yeah, that's what I was questioning. Like, are they going to manifest hmm. as themselves but on a corporeal way on this plane of existence? Like, how mm-hmm. is it going yeah, because we know Cass said his 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 true form is the size of the Empire State Building. Exactly. So, yeah, we're not we're not going to see that. They don't have that. Nobody has that. No, no, no. There'd be the size of a street sign. You know, it's like the height of a. But I mean, the is not connected to this project, and we do not have that budget. I think that the uh, fact that we deliberately saw them look human and saw their wings fall off as if, I mean, maybe it's like a brand new day. Maybe this has never happened before, what it is that he did. And so the rules have changed in a sense. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm thinking too, especially since, I mean, the whole thing with Anna falling, you know, she gave up her grace and she fell on purpose. Did she choose mm-hmm. to come back like as a baby? I mean, I can't imagine that's that there's like wondering. thousands of infants running around, and obviously Castiel is not coming back as an 
infant. So is it happening because, you know, I mean, that would not be that much fun, let's be honest. Um, with babies everywhere. Um, no, no, no. And Giant so is it because they, they were passed out? Is it because of that difference? Why? Because it was Anna's choice. And was part of mm-hmm. her choice to come back and live a full human life from start to finish? Or, you know, or was it just because it was her choice and, and these angels got mm-hmm. that choice taken away from them? And angels weren't human Karen, in the first place. They're not human in the first place. Right, they're not like so humans that are... Physical. They have nothing to go back they to. Are. So. Hmm. There's a lot of questions. Physics of it will kill you. <laughs> and <laughs> I, and what, what's up with Crowley for next season? You know, is he going to stay at this level of almost human now? You know, almost cured? Or is that just going to kind of, you know, fade away and he'll be back to his Full on. Yeah. Well, I haven't had an issue with what they did, though. I haven't had an issue with it. Because I feel like the the trial was supposed to end with the changeover. And Crowley's kind of stuck in between, but he seems far more cured than not. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Does he, though? Because... The way that he sort of glanced, we only saw him for a moment when they started falling. And the way that his, I don't know, there was something about his glance that sort of made me look at him and say, well, what exactly are you now? Like, are you going to go back? Because he didn't complete the ritual, does that mean that, you know, the effects are going to dissipate? Or are you sort of irrevocably changed? Yeah, like is it? I wonder if it's a new version of like a, of a free will where he's no longer evil, but that doesn't make him necessarily good. Yeah. Right. I, from that from that moment when we saw everybody falling, and we saw you know Sam's arm glow. I kind of felt like it gave him a little bit of the old Crowley back, but I don't necessarily want to see them do that next year because I feel like it's the it would be the same thing again, and I like the idea that that the game has changed, that he's had this moment of sanity and that it has to affect him. Whether or not he gets some of his evilness back, he remembers having that humanity back for even, a, you know, a few minutes. Um, and I would want to see, like, what that does. I mean, he's the king of hell, so how emotionally tortured are you going to be when you realize that what you've done and what you may not mm-hmm. want to do? Mark Shepard was spectacular in those last scenes of his, I mean, when he was realizing what he had done and how did Sam handle confession because he didn't even know where to start. And when he just quietly offers his, his neck for the next injection, it just it just did me in. He was just amazing. And the, the tear, the tear running down his face is what got yeah. me, you know. You know, seeing the king of hell have a you know have a tear running down his face, you know that right. that says something right there. And when he called Sam, Sam, and not Moose, right, right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but yeah, he used his name. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see a power struggle with Crowley next year. The fact that Abaddon's demonness has you know gone somewhere else, I think he'll he'll find himself in a lot of trouble because if he can't, you know, handle running hell, 
somebody else mm-hmm. is going to want to do it for sure. And she seems to have something against him, whether it's a personal history that we don't necessarily know about or whether it's, you know, just the fact that she's appalled that some lowly salesman has, you know, ascended to Lucifer's former position. Yeah. Can we talk for a second about who takes that form next year? Because we saw, I mean, her body was obviously on fire and, you know, the the fear of the demon itself left the body to save itself. What is it going to look like next year? Who can they, I mean, who will they I'm kind of upset about that. Because I loved that actress, and I don't know how yeah, I would feel about Abaddon in another body. Could she be as awesome? I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know right. doing the same actress Maybe back because they did the same thing with Meg. Say that again? Sorry. I would like to see them bring the same actress back like they did with, with Meg. Meg, Kathy Alberto with the Holy Fire. The next mm-hmm. time we see her, she's still Rachel Miner. So I really like to really like to see them do that again. Even if she, you know, she's partially burnt for part of it, which would be super creepy. Um, <laughs> that would you know, be very all stitched together. I see. Yeah. Um, is she is she going to be the next bad uh, big bad next season? I think it it really it kind of set up that, but on Jibby the big bad, I think so. Yeah. I think that would I be great that too. Yeah. Wouldn't Megatron really be the big bad? Well, I yeah. think we might see a couple I mean, of big bads. Maybe not just yeah. one. I was hoping right, that right. by this season we had Crowley, and we thought it was Naomi, but it turned out to be Metatron was the ultimate big bad. So, it, you know, it could be, you know, they could do something like that next year, too. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them do more, like, of a subplot with the internal issues for hell, because we also see Crowley calls for help as, I am your king, come get me. Nobody came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good point. And that plays into his later, you know, I just want to be loved. You know, clearly just because you're the one in charge, just because you're the boss doesn't mean anybody likes you. It just means you're the boss. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. minute that he would lose his perch or whatever, 25 people wanted to spot. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. that they they would want to help him in that situation. Like, that to me felt really real. They're probably all waiting for him to say so that somebody else can be the leader. Exactly. So I thought that was really interesting and subtly played that nobody came for him. Nobody came. And that even and when yeah. she came, she because she knew she had power over him and she could get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, the blood phone, the... the quick blood phone that he used by biting Sam. Mm. Well, one, gross. Uh, two, <laughs> um, I, I wondered, because he bit Sam and he took a mouthful of blood, and I know he didn't swallow most of it, but would that sort of count as another shot of Sam's blood, purified blood? Oh. And follow it. I mean, I just wondered... I think yeah, that no, goes I into, like, the issue I always have with Sam, like, ingestion oh, versus injection. Oh, swallowing versus injection. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that, that, that plays into that whole yeah. issue I have, so, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was super gross, but I always, 
the like throwback to the to the blood phone. Like I don't know, it always seems very nostalgic for me. Like <laughs> what a gross thing to get nostalgic about, but. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, do. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, thought... season one and two. That's so fantastic. <laughs> really the phone, the tenth blood phone, and I, I, always, I figured like he was just desperate to get anybody. And I remember thinking, why didn't he call someone specific? And I thought, well, if it's that fast and that quick and just a small amount of blood, he's probably just desperate. It's like he's ever close by whoever I can get there that that quickly. You know, I thought it was really cool to see it brought up again in that situation. I, I didn't even think about it. Um, oh, so. they were paying attention to Canon. Oh, <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> I try not to like, give them too hard of a time about that, and I always give them the benefit of the doubt that it will be explained later. But that thing about the Grand Canyon is, like, really bothering me, especially since mm. I think, was it Jim Michaels who said something about it being explained or, like, he couldn't tell us right away, like, what that was about or I don't remember what what was going on on Twitter, but it, it, it's just it's kind of bothering me. Yeah, it always makes me wonder, like, did they realize that, like, they, did they not realize the mistake until fandom brought to their attention and then they went, oh, no, yeah, we'll explain that later, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Right. And see, that's where I, it's like Kevin Parks knows this. You know, he's called Parksopedia for a reason. You know, was he not on set mm-hmm. that day? You know, where, why did <laughs> well, not, I mean, why did this not get caught? <laughs> that's my that's my question because it's not just that mistake. It's not just that day that was. No, that was just the missed, first one you know, that came to mind. But yeah, there's been yeah. several. There no, the was Henry thing. Metatron going from me. an archangel to not an archangel. There right, was, I was gonna bring, <laughs> um, yeah, there was John's father's, com- the complete backstory of John, just completely rewritten. See, and, like, it's, uh, it's not so bad to say the men of letters, but, like, yeah. the whole thing about not growing up without a dad, just because I had, wa- I had, like, literally watched that episode earlier that day or the day before, and that thing, I was just like, we don't know anything about this. And Carver didn't Carver write that same episode, or am I wrong about this? I'm not yeah. sure about that. The the in the beginning somebody sure. wrote that. Um, oh Wikipedia. Right, right. Oh yeah, say oh, hi to your dad or whatever like, it was. I don't know. Yeah, like that thing bugged the hell out of me, and still, still the guy in front of the house in the bloody oh, premiere. That is driving me nuts. Yes, I I Please. feel like they have said that that was explained by being, like, Amelia's husband, but I don't really feel like that was enough of an explanation. I, I want it said anybody. specifically out loud. Why would yeah. you be standing outside of the house? Carter did say writers say that, so I refuse to accept that as, as canon until it's, men, it's stated in canon who that yeah. was. Exactly. It should have been stated specifically on the show who in the heck that was standing in front of the house watching Sam leave. And the fact mm. that it was never actually stated on the show, I think that's, you know, a huge hole that they left open. Because it, it was a explained, It also feels like a plot point that was dropped because it's yes. set up in a way where you're supposed to really notice that person and feel the impending doom of it. Right. Mm. It's, it's like, it's like, like who cares about Amelia's husband? It's like when they showed, at the end of Swan Song, when they showed Sam standing outside watching Dean and Lisa, you know, it was that same kind of moment. 
And mm-hmm. right. the fact that we never found out who that was is very disappointing. And it makes mm-hmm. me wonder, I really do wonder this, um, if there was supposed to be more to Amelia's story, and because of fan reaction to the storyline, they went, no, let's just drop it. That makes me wonder. Because well, we were constantly told, like, you'll get more, you'll understand, da, 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 and then nothing. They closed up the storyline. Until the very Amelia. end, I was waiting for an explanation for Amelia. Like, there yeah. had to like, be something general, more. Yeah, yeah. Not explain your story, yeah. About Amelia in general. (laughs) I was waiting till the very end. (laughs) We had Leanne Balaban on our on our podcast. She's a fantastic woman. She's great. And so Mm -hmm. we were really kind of having this whole like, please redeem her character. Please make her character make sense. Or just something. And nothing. Because I'm sorry if my veterinarian as a dog owner was like, oh, yeah, this guy brought in a dog he hit, so I forced him to adopt it even though he's homeless. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There, yeah, there was just, there, were, there was a lot of disconnects. I mean, I'm sure, that, I mean, the actress seems lovely, and um, but there was a lot of disconnect with her character and with the way mm-hmm. she was introduced. I mean, I hated her from the very first second she spoke to Sam. Yes. Um, like, hated her. And then, I never really understood why Sam liked her or cared so much about what she thought. They didn't ever bridge that gap for me. Like, she my, was horrible, my, and then all of a sudden Sam was in love with her. I was like, what? But I think uh, my head canon about it had a lot to do with, because I got really stuck in her first episodes, because I was trying to, like, explain her, I got really stuck on how much she drank because her, her room was constantly filled with liquor bottles, beer bottles. She was buying wine. Like, she seemed like a lush. And then, like, her <laughs> attitude and all these kind of things that were very parallel to Dean for me. Yeah. No, that I was like, okay, maybe Sam got this compensation thing going. But then, you know, he's not like he's in love with his brother, so then that didn't work. I could understand him finding a friend in her, but getting so where he tells her, what he what he feels for her he can't even put into words. Like yeah, why? I don't I didn't find her I didn't find her to be a special woman in any way. No, no she was like a rebound. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. They were both rebounds for each other and I just like I'm I'm okay with with Sam, you know, finding another girl. It's not like I'm sitting here thinking in my head, Oh, you know, Jess is the only one or you know, whoever, Sarah, or what have you. But, like, it didn't make any sense, and we didn't really understand it. And so I almost feel like with – but also with Lisa, like – and I loved Lisa. I actually really liked the character of Lisa. And I just felt like didn't didn't we see what happened here, that it wasn't going to work? Unless it was always going to be a temporary thing, because – no matter how much they explained, Sam was never going to go back to her. He always had to do the trials. You know, he always had to get back in the game. And so maybe it wasn't dropped because of fan reaction. Maybe it was just not handled 100% well. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I can see that. I, again, I keep giving Venice of the doubt. I think that's what it is. Because I also feel like, like with Lisa, and Becky and I have had this literal argument with each other, like, don't talk to me for a few minutes, kind of argument. <laughs> um, because 
my issue with Lisa was you're a great chick and I, I like the character, but there's no way I would let Dean Winchester live with me and my son. No way. Mm. I don't care how hot you are. <laughs> Thank you for saving the world. Yeah. Please go do something yourself. Okay, well, you can and send him to my house. Yeah, I kind of feel like Sam has that responsibility to any woman he gets involved with as well, where, yeah, that's all well and good that you lost your family and you've given up hunting, but that doesn't mean that things have given up hunting you. Mm. And I find it very irresponsible when when these guys go off to have romantic relationships or bring people into their life. And we kind of see what that does to people with um, with Clip Show. We saw that you know the people you touch in your life, you leave so vulnerable, and mm-hmm. you leave them as targets. And I just think that it's. I thought it was. I will say, like, I don't think it was out of character for Sam to not look for Dean. I thought it was very in character. That doesn't mean I liked it, but I didn't have to like it. Right. Right. No, I don't. I don't think anybody was supposed to like it. I, uh, I have mixed feelings about it. I think that you were. I think we were supposed to accept it, but that doesn't mean that we necessarily had to like it. Because obviously Dean didn't like it, and really, of all the people who should have not liked it more than me, more than you, was was Dean, right? I mean, that was the mm-hmm. dude who had to survive mm-hmm. in purgatory for a year or however long it was time down there. So, you know, like. I think you were just supposed to say, okay, yeah, I get it. I don't like it. It sucks what he did. But if Dean can, I guess, forgive him, then we should too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about, like, with Castiel as well. Like, I'm very, on a narrative level, I'm, as a as a viewer, I'm annoyed that so many of Castiel's moments have been dropped balls, like, him uh, letting Sam out of the panic room, with, you know, the taking down Sam's wall, all those things, they've been dropped. But then I do the same thing. If Sam forgave Castiel, even though he doesn't know, knows about the panic room, if Sam was able to forgive Castiel, then we have to too. And I feel the same way, like you said, with, with Sam and Dean. If Dean can let it go, so should we. Yeah. I'm not sure they entirely let things go. I think they compartmentalize a lot, just well, like the spy does. And they may say we have bigger, bigger things. But I, I, I've not forgotten. I may try to understand or try to forgive, but I have not forgotten. And we, we can see that from Dean rattling off his laundry list of things that Sam could confess to. You know, Ruby, Lilith, Lucifer. Not looking oh, for him yeah. in purgatory, you know. He hasn't let it go. He just moved on because he had to. But at the same oh, time, oh, that pissed me off. That pissed me off so much. Dean standing there and telling Sam all the things that he's done wrong for the years. It's like, look at the man. He's in terrible shape right now. He's getting ready to do a huge thing. But that's what and the do. valid statement on Dean's part. Like, number one, Sam's telling, Sam's literally saying they're telling him, g- g- tell me all, tell me everything that's wrong with me so I can go confess it. And yeah. nothing, nothing Dean said was wrong. And he said it, 
Really, it's what siblings do. They keep score, and they'll say everything is fine and everything is fine, but the minute something else comes up where they will need to bring up something from the past that was apparently forgiven, they're going to know exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's... No one can hurt you the way someone who loves you can hurt you. Mm-hmm. And, look, and look how much it hurts Sam because, you know, the big scene there where he told Dean, you know, why can't he, he should just go ahead and die because, you know, Sam has, you know, dropped in for Castiel and for Benny and, you know, and all this stuff. So you can see how much it it really hurts Sam. And, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. the fact that I'm a fan girl or, you know, or what, but it was like, no. and it's like, I love you, Dean. I do, but be nicer to your little brother. <laughs> that, you know, it's, it's, no difference, it's, it's no difference than when the way Dean felt when Sam dropped him for Ruby. Yeah. It's no different. It's not that you can't go out and have an outside connection with a person. It's the kind of connection you're having and the kind of person it is. And that's where mm-hmm. they both kind of get, get at it with each other and the resentment builds. It's not like Sam, Sam's not mad. He's never mad at Kevin. He's never mad at Charlie. And I don't think Dean was really upset at Amelia, at her existence. I think it was the fact that it was also why Sam didn't look for him and why Sam dropped everything. She was just a manifestation mm. of that. But I don't think it was just mm-hmm. the fact of Sam having a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I think it was everything that surrounded it. Mm-hmm. Well, Sam doesn't hate Cass either. This is why I don't under I don't really get why people take that, you know, confession at face value as if Sam hates Cass when, you know, in the in the episode preceding it, Sam is saying go easier on casting you know he's one of the good guys as if right, yeah. we should forgive him so I don't believe and then in the end when Benny saved Sam from purgatory you could see that you know had Benny survived that whole thing Sam's relationship with Benny if you will w- might have done a complete 180 the point wasn't that Sam was um Sam was well, resentful Sam even said, it's okay with people. me if you keep that door open, as far yeah. as Benny goes. Yeah. You know, like, Sam didn't mm-hmm. hate these people. He doesn't hate Benny. He doesn't hate Cass. He he hates the fact that these are the people that Dean turned to when Sam failed him. And so it's not even the people itself. It's that he hates himself. And so these yeah. are the these are the friendships that, in a way, that Dean didn't replace him, but that's what Sam felt. And so he, he wasn't jealous. It's just that these are examples of, these are the people who represent his sins to his brother. Exactly. Because yeah, I, like I completely I, I agree. agree. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, he never, he didn't say, oh, and then you turn to a hacker and you turn to the prophet, like, it, you know, and you have guards. He didn't list anybody else. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it wasn't, I don't feel like it was just, I don't like you having friends because it wasn't that. It was, I don't like that you don't trust me and you have people you do trust. And I think Sam feels like you should be able to trust all of us. Yeah. Mm. But there was there was one thing in Sam's speech to, to Dean, and he says, you know, do you know what it feels like to see your brother, he was going to finish with a vampire. And I thought, well, Sam, yes, he 
does because he had yeah. to look at you with Ruby a demon. So he, he does mm-hmm. understand, and I, I, I know how uh, – they're both right. They're both right because it's – Well, I mean, you know, the thing was, about the two of, of them is that Sam's choice again. Hmm? nobody understands them but each other, and they don't get that because they're the really the only people in the world who have – the shared experiences, right? Like Sam didn't know what it was like to go to hell until he went to hell. And then Mm -hmm. you can spend all day trying to compare their experiences. But in the end, the point is that they're the only ones who know what it's like to betray your brother, even though you don't necessarily think you're doing it or you're doing it for the right reasons or whatever. Mm -hmm. So maybe each of their sins or, or experiences aren't a hundred percent the same, but they're the only ones who, who really understand it. And if they would try to see it from each other's perspective, then, you know, well, then they'd be talking. So God forbid. But then we'd have no show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that would be far too little drama for me. <laughs> Which is, you know, going to the season, the whole thing with the close the gates of hell, where I was like, and then, then what? Well, right. Oh, well, no, I mean, because then, I mean, we've seen it, you know, then there's the, there's the issue with the angels and them not being as pure and holy and nice as they maybe should be. And so they have to deal with that problem. And how many other tablets are there out there that we just don't even know about yet? You know, they've been so focused on these two, but I'm not convinced that there aren't more. And there are plenty oh, right. of monsters that won't go back to hell. I mean, hell is for right. demons. Yeah, they're not going to complete any trial where either one of them would have to die at the end. But um, but that doesn't mean that there aren't other conflicts to come. Yeah, like an angry spirit has never been to hell or heaven. That's the can whole I, point. Can I ask for a clarification? Yeah. Do we remember whether closing the gates of hell just shuts in all the demons that are there at the present time? Or does it also mm. suck every demon who is on Earth back into hell? I think they never clarified, and that was an issue I don't, for me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then demons, technically Crowley, if he's topside, Abaddon, even had Sam succeeded, let's say, and it didn't require death as a sacrifice or whatever, mm-hmm. wouldn't there still be, you know, countless number of demons? on the earth that they still have to dispatch in one way or another. It's just that no more could get out if you sent them Not there. only that, theoretically, even well, if they still be I mean, with, the, with Ruby's knife, you have to kind of think, okay, well, that's their ultimate death. Their soul would go back to hell. Wait, the gates are closed. So what does that soul do? Well, I mean, Kevin, when he, the tablet, he, he said it would banish all demons off the face of earth. So okay. to me, that meant that they would be sucked back if they were currently on Earth. But I guess technically they never really clarified that. So I forgot about that. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, no. I mean, and to be honest, like that was—I don't know if that was him reading the tablet verbatim or if he was like putting it in his own words. Like they didn't really, I, and probably to give themselves a little room in the story, they didn't really clarify it a hundred percent. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I would imagine that, like, you have to, like, if you close the gates, you close the gates, and the things that are still walking around, I can't imagine could still walk around. I don't know. And is it a one-way well, door? Maybe. Could they still banish those demons back to hell? I mean, mm-hmm. if they're stuck topside, 
I mean, are they stuck there then forever? Or is there no, I would still think a way you, to get rid of them? I think that you, well, because, I mean, theoretically, evil people in the supernatural verse would deserve to go to hell. And, you know, in the way that they've set up this idea of religion. And so you'd have to, because otherwise the world would be overrun. And if God specifically, you know, set up these levers to be pulled in the event that they were, then you'd think that he would think those things through, right? Right. You know, unless he got distracted by whatever. I don't know. Mm. Can we we talk about the tablet for a second, about the fact that Sam didn't do it? Because, uh, you know, what Laura said in our roundtable, which was if Sam didn't go through with it, then essentially, I mean – Technically, you I guess you've wasted a season, but I can't imagine that that's the end of it. Well, I, I, think, I, so. I think Carver implied that he was basically that this season was like a reset to set up at least one more season. Actually, I think he said three, like three total seasons. So assuming, I, I think assuming we get renewed for season 10. I think a big thing with the um, tablet and everything we, we learned about it in um, the previous, I can't think of the one where we first meet Metatron, is we find out from Sam that the trials are purifying him. So well, I, that, I, I think the tablet changed Sam. But with the trials and everything, they uh, literally physically changed him. And so I'm looking forward to finding out what, Sam is going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, in the ninth season. How is he going to be different? And because I, you know, it, I think that was probably the point of the trials. Because I never, I never thought they were going to actually close the gates of hell. I, through the mm-hmm. whole time, when we found out, no, I, I kept saying they're not going to do it. It's not going to work. Um, that'll, mm-hmm. you know, that'll just take out demons out of the storyline, and you no, know, you can't have that. So I mm-hmm. think the big point of that was the change on Sam. We just, you know, we'll have to see what that is mm-hmm. in the night season. And, and I brought up that. And, and, and what happens when you don't too. finish the trials and you got as far as right. Sam did? What happens when you don't finish them? Right. You know, it's right. not complete. Right. You just said that so, Sam said. Like he reversed that he, he revert like, like Crowley, like doesn't finish the trials to become human. So... He does he slowly revert back to demon and demon king? Does Sam slowly revert back to his state? Well, see, I don't, or what? Sam, I mean, Sam was the one that said he felt like the trials were purifying him, and I had a problem with the word purifying from the get-go because mm-hmm. I felt like, I don't know how he would know that, like how you would feel that and all the that is what that is. Um, but I think that that's a really loaded word to use because, you know, all the mythology of the show, he's the boy with the demon blood. He's always felt different. He's always been different. He's always he's always made a lot of mistakes. Um, some of which were because of what was inside of it. And so, if the trial is purifying him, why would it make him so sick? Why wouldn't it be a good thing? I think they why? tried to equate it to like drug detox, which I didn't like when right. Buffy did it with Willow, and I wasn't super crazy about it with this either. Yeah, I, I mean, and I don't, you know, I don't have an answer. Obviously, I just kind of felt like there's got to be something more to it than what he thinks it is, because if, you know, what he thought it was was that it was 
We also have Castiel telling him that whatever it is is changing Sam, and he implies that it's like on a molecular level. That to me isn't purification; that's mutation. Right, but what is but in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> when when Castiel said neither good nor bad. When Castiel said that it was changing Sam on a molecular level, all I could think about was when. Buffy came back and um, Spike could hit her and she went to Tara about it and Tara said it's like a deep molecular suntan or sunburn or whatever. And that's all I kept thinking about. I'm like, oh, so Sam is Buffy now so Spike could hit Sam. Okay, got it. Sam has always been Buffy. What show are you watching? Sam's been Buffy since season one. <laughs> my other... So my other now Spike what can hit have I take umbrage with is so what happens now? Are Sam and Dean going to go back to the book and go, yo, Kevin, you know how you lost your mom and your life and we pressured you to do this and you had that, like, little mini stroke and you, you just, we just completely screwed up your life so that we could do this one thing? Yeah, we changed our minds. I don't think yeah. Kevin can necessarily, you know, a lot of, I've seen a lot of people talk about this. Is it, is to Dean, it's not worth Sam dying. To Sam, at that what? point, it was worth him dying. But at the same time, I don't genuinely believe that he wanted to sacrifice himself had he, you know, been in his right mind and hadn't been going through withdrawal or whatever it was that he was suffering. So would Kevin go, would, would Kevin go Sam, you, you should have done it. You should have just, you should have died. That should have been the price. And now I resent you for not doing that. Like, would Kevin have been willing to die for that? I know that he lost things and he gave up his life and everything, but he didn't really have control over, you know, the fact that his mother died. He expected that his mother would remain safe. And still, I mean, we're, all we're doing is taking Crowley's word for it at this point. But, you know, is Kevin necessarily in a position to judge? You should have done it. I would have done it. I would have sacrificed myself and, you know, gone whatever I mean, in order to do that. Mean like, I don't necessarily mean Kevin, Kevin coming in and being judgmental about it. I just mean how is that going to affect Kevin as a character because clearly he'll still yeah. be a character. So how are they going to handle that where, you well, know, that's the thing. for all intents purposes, Kevin has wasted a year of his life. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I really feel like all the work that Kevin did, and all he went absolutely amounted to nothing for him personally. And yeah, I mean, I would imagine that he would be kind of angry and judgmental about it. But at the same time, I feel like the audience, the fans, as much as we love Dean and Sam, and we don't want them to die to sacrifice themselves, like I kind of felt let down by the fact that he was. was both of them actually were selfish and didn't go through with it. Like, you know that the show ends if he dies and he goes through with it. So, on mm-hmm. you know, sexual level, it can't happen. But from the whole point of these guys save the world, that is what they do. They're the only ones that can really take this on. If you're not willing to sacrifice yourself, then we're all screwed. So, And I do think, I do think that it wasn't so much Sam. Like, in, in the end, he did make a selfish decision, 
But we well, learned in season five that honest, he is willing to sacrifice his life. He is. I thought he were on scene, though, because Sam, yeah, Sam said, let's do this. You know, like, I don't think he wanted to sacrifice himself, but I think he saw, like, okay, the greater good is more important than me because not only am I only one man, but I'm one man who's made a lot of mistakes. But, and so I think it was more on Dean who, like, he's always been the, the hunter, the we do the job, family business, first, first, first. And he was the one that said, no, you're not doing this. I don't know then what that ramification is for his character next season if he, like, will have a moment of regret where he realizes all of these terrible things are coming after them and they could have at least put a cap on part of it. Um, But I will say from an audience point of view, I was kind of like, well, if you're not willing to sacrifice yourself now, will you be willing to sacrifice sacrifice yourself two years down the line because what could possibly be changed between now and then that hasn't already and that to me has always been how the show had to end was that they would have to sacrifice themselves for the greater good and yet I don't know if it's going to go that way now. I actually thought that uh, this may be an unpopular opinion. I thought it showed a big change in Dean because I know that we say, you know, obviously he doesn't want his brother to die. He sold his soul so that his brother could live. But at the end of season five, he was willing and did let Sam go to hell as a conscious decision. It wasn't like, Oh, it happened. You know, we weren't prepared for it. It was, I know this is coming. I'm going to respect your choice to do this. And now he's like, you know what, we can hunt. And this is a complete turnaround from what it was in in the early trial and error where he was like, no, death is the end result of this and I accept it. And Sam was like, Mm -hmm. no, I'll show you another way. And Dean got that way. Now, maybe it was a result of the circumstances, you know, unexpected news, I'm freaking out, I got to stop my brother from doing something we weren't prepared for. But maybe it was that Dean is, is, is saying, you know what, we don't have to do this anymore. We can find another way. And, and I so think in that, a sense, it's, that Sam, into it's the same thing Sam was saying. Yeah. Having the men of letters makes sense in that context because, like Dean says, with everything we've learned and all the resources we have now, he is basically saying we don't have to keep throwing ourselves into the fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. maybe one day they have to at the end, like what Danielle said, well, yeah. if that's the only end that the show could ever have, you know, maybe it's they do it together. It's a Thelma and Louise sort of thing. And the poor car goes off the cliff and then we're happy because the car goes up to car heaven with them. But, you know, like, until then, maybe it's that they're like, you know what? We don't have to do this anymore. There, there's another way. Sam, taught me this in that episode and now I believe it. I just feel like because of everything that we've known and and seen so far, they that maybe they're at a point now where they're willing to try another way, but I just don't feel like any other way will will work. And so I feel like it's almost taking a back step for the story as kind of like that hail like that like eleventh hour where, you know, bargaining tool, like we're going to try something else and hope it works so that we don't have to do this, but I feel like it's going to have to come back full circle and that they will end up back where they started with a tablet and a trial or another method. 
Um, I mean, as long as the stories are interesting, getting us there, then I don't really care that it's a repetition, but I just feel like there was a lot in season eight that felt very repetitive. So I kind of, when when it ended on that note, and it was a change for Dean, but it felt like it was just going to start a cycle of things that weren't going to work, I was a little bit bummed. Unless it's totally different now. I agree. Unless, you know, now that they have the knowledge that they do, and maybe if Kevin gets back to work and fully decodes, like, why didn't, what, was it that Kevin didn't have access to that other half of the demon tablet? He decoded the third trial, but he hadn't gotten to the part, theoretically, that, about the death? Yeah, I mean, I guess there could be something on there that, like, is another way, but... I also, like, we, we were just talking about Kevin, like, I don't know, I feel like there's going to, like, the beginning of season nine, I feel like it's going to be a lot of, and I don't want to do this, and so it's a lot of, this all this stuff taking a step back to, to get. Well, yeah, we, we kind of already saw that in the finale, you know, he was drinking, you know, some kind of, you know, oh, pretty big alcohol, you know, there, and sitting back and saying, you know, I'm not going to do it, you told me I was out, I'm out. And he doesn't do it until Castiel threatens him, you know. So, well, at the very end, he's he's on his way out of the bunker. He's got his backpack over his shoulder. Yeah, and he's he's headed out. And the only thing that stopped him was all the all the sensors, all the electronics in the in the Men of Letters bunker started to go crazy. One assumes by the falling angels, which makes me wonder how much angel information did the Men of Letters even have if they had. Any, or is it just the fact that it's some kind of different spiritual, extra spiritual activity that sets off these center, centers, or is it just? I had a question about angels. that too, as far as what exactly was setting off those alarms. Hopefully, they'll what explain if, that like at the very beginning. Okay. Hold on. Mm. What if? So, what if the death wasn't true? How do we know that a Naomi didn't lie? to accomplish something, or B, how do we know that Metatron didn't plant that idea in her head to separate Cass from Dean so that he could get Cass to do his spell? How do we know that that's the answer? We don't. Good question. So it could Mm -hmm. be that Metatron had a plan that, because didn't Naomi say, I saw this in his head, and so she went Mm -hmm. off and got distracted, and then it served the purpose of separating Cass and, and Dean, and it got Cass up to heaven. And, you know, maybe all of this was Metatron's plan. We don't know that Sam necessarily would have died. I mean, I hope they address that. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how important Metatron's going to be in the beginning part of next season. So, I mean, you would hope that they would address that, but it could be a big card that they don't want to play right away. Well, they might not address it right away, but... It's going to be... I have a feeling that season nine is going to pick up right where eight left off. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like... Because... Didn't didn't Misha make a comment at a con that he'd already filmed a little bit of season one? I, I mean, of episode one, something like that. But yeah, so sometimes they, they're going to show it at Comic Con or something. Mm. Mm. I mean, sometimes they just 
if if you know something is coming and you like have the setup, you just shoot ahead. Yeah, so that you don't have mm-hmm. to redo the same. You don't have yeah. to make mm-hmm. continuity well, match. Well, because I would I would assume that the tablets have to come back into play because we're gonna have to uh, the angel tablet, right? We mm-hmm. we know that mm-hmm. those trials that Metatron came up with are fake, so. Yeah, Kevin. I mean, Kevin is not done. He he has another tablet to read. Um, yeah, he has and to read the right angel trials. trials. Are there angel trials? Because Metatron made them up so he could actually work on I a feel- cell. But are there angel trials in the first place? No, I feel like there has yeah. to be. Like if there's, if, if, if it's the whole balance thing. If there's, right. if there's you get to close the gates of hell, you get to close the gates of heaven too. Yeah, but like with the Leviathan tablet, there wasn't particularly trials. You're well, back on, by the way. But I, I don't know. I personally feel like there is a tablet for every. Oh, I reach you. That's why you know mm-hmm. when, when I think it was Torn and Frayed where where we they learned that there's an angel tablet, and every viewer collectively went duh. I feel like there has there might even be like I feel like there's there has to be a human tablet. Like why wouldn't there be? We've created so many horrible things. Maybe we're not as bad as demons, but we're not great. Like so who's to say that that doesn't come in you know, as well as the like, well, maybe they're making great progress in one area. But then they realized... But would there have to be human tablets? I mean, because I kind of feel like the tablets were God's way, like God's gift to the humans, like if they were things that existed before you get out of hand, you have a way of shutting that whole thing down. Because the earth is for humans. I think that's giving God a lot of credit. And I feel like the show doesn't... He doesn't. This God was in the show doesn't deserve that kind of credit because we've seen him abandoned. You know, like he... It wouldn't... Half of the, and we would have no show with a good God. So I don't know. I mean, I know that's what they've said, but I don't know that that's all that it that is there to it. You know, there might just be more information that people are unaware of, or that. Clarissa, Clarissa, can you hear us? Clarissa, can you I'm hear back. us? Yay! Okay, okay. just okay. checking. <laughs> I keep losing Clarissa. I know. Um, I. I I'm hesitant to think that there's human, a human tablet. I feel like there would be, but not in the same capacity. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what. Like, how do we banish humans? Like, I don't think it'd be that, but I think it might be some kind of like, why I why I created this, why I created humans kind of tablet, but not so much as and this is how and this is how you put them back in the box if you need to. I don't I don't really think it's particularly like that, but. I'd be surprised if there's not, you know, there's got to be some kind of written. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it would just be a different sort of tablet. Because it just I'm just looking forward to, to learning more about the angel tablets and Dean's, what Dean's involvement in that will be. I mean, I think it was really poetic that Sam had a part and who he ended up taking, you know, the role, the lead role in, like, the trials for closing the gates of hell, and I think that and it was just it made sense him being Lucifer's vessel and all that, and I'm really excited to see what that means for Dean with respect to the actual angel trials, not Metatron's like joke of a trial, but what you know. Well, I, I will say, say that I know I'm in the 
Do you think the tablet could possibly have on there information on how to open it back up, open heaven back up so the angels could go back home? And to do that, do you have to do that? I feel like because of the way that season eight ended, that would be way too um, convenient. I don't know. How do you say Yeah. I, mean, I think I that is that something the boys are going to have to figure out on their own as far yeah. as getting all of the fallen angels back into heaven. You know, yeah. I have this feeling that, you know, a lot of their, like, monsters of the week or whatever next year are going to be angels on earth being the dicks that we know them to be. I mean, they're going to yeah. have to deal with that. And okay. I think that that's something the boys are really going to have to take on as, like, a main project in Season 9 It's getting those fallen angels back into heaven and taking Metatron on and getting him out of that seat. We know Castiel lost his grace, so he's human now. But do the other angels, do they still have all their angel powers? Because they didn't lose their grace, right? So they should all still be all powerful. I don't know that they said whether or not what happened to the other angels' grace. And that was one of the questions that I had in my finale recap. Is like, does Metatron just, like, have a closet of grace up there? And that's a lot of power to hold. That's the thing. I don't, I don't, I think part of the reason they did, that we don't know is because I think we're supposed to find out when Dean and Sam figure it out. You know, like, we, they right. were in this moment mm-hmm. and I think that as they go next season trying to fight these, these angels that are doing geekish things, I mean, that's something that they're going to have to figure out. Maybe some of them have their grace, maybe some of them don't. I would imagine if I were Metatron, yeah, they all fall without their grace because he would want that power for himself. Yeah, like I mean, I don't even even just as far back as as seeing Anna without her grace. I can't imagine you would. It's so it's so powerful. I don't know why you would let them keep it. <laughs> you know, and right, absolutely. So if they're walking around on Earth without it and they're doing dickish things, like it's also a different process to take them down than it is if they're if they're angels angels you know so I, I think that like kind of opens the door for really interesting cases of the week but my concern is that the case of the week becomes too much about like the version of the angel are we fighting this week and it loses a little bit of the overarching mythology because I did feel like this season the end of the season, there were so many case of the week filler episodes at the end of the season, and I'm like, do you guys not know you have a ton of stuff to answer from the big picture that yeah. you're just not doing, and it upsets me every year. I always feel like there's too many filler episodes at the end of the season. I'm like, that. I mean, they're they're good episodes, but at the same time, have to address a lot of the big questions. I completely agree with that, and I also feel like there was a lack of cohesion with this season. Yeah. And a lot of it had to do with the number of standalones that existed, and then it would kind of be like, oh, here's a little bit of lesson for you to learn that connects you to the the overall season arc, but only because we're forcing it in. Well, and not only that, but I felt like the the episodes that did address, like, the overall arc, they would try to squeeze way, way too much into one episode. Mm-hmm. should have been spread out. But had they taken the time and done it slowly and explained it better and, like, really, really put some, you know, extra oomph into it, it would have come out perfectly and beautifully. But because they would try to squeeze so much time or so many things into 42 minutes, it yeah. came out terrible and confusing, and it was too much and too fast. 
And I think if maybe they took away some of those cases of the week and then use those arc, you know, those mythology episodes and just kind of spread them out, even just a little bit, they would have turned out so much better. And I think they need to be wary of that next season. I do think Clip Show and Sacrifice should have easily been four to six episodes. Yes. Separately. I mean, exactly. That's kind of what I was going to say. Like, I feel like the concept of show of Crowley finally saying, you know what, I need, I'm going to go after all these people, something that I think he should have done a long time ago, that, I thought like that could have started at the end of an earlier episode, and either the and Sam didn't realize what was happening, or they didn't take it too seriously right away. That was a lot in that episode, and they, so, I mean, out of the people that he went after, we didn't see anything second person, because there was no time. Granted, she wasn't that special to them on the, you know, on scale. But at the same time, I just feel like it was a nasty, you know. If you're breaking down to school and you're in a story that has some great emotional impact for the Winchesters, but for the fans, do it right, you know, and explore. I said for a long time, I want to see what happened to people who, who survived the apocalypse and who didn't. And I just felt like Sarah was obviously the one who was most important, and I thought she got a great moment, but at the same time, I just felt like the entire episode was so rushed. And then to wrap it up with the episode where, where yeah, Crowley went after three people, I don't know, I just felt like it wasn't, it could have I legitimately felt like Clip Show did not feel like a penultimate episode, and I feel like Sacrifice did feel like the episode we get before a finale. It didn't feel like, oh, that's a finale. It felt like, well, no, what about next week? Oh, wait, that's it? Oh. I would have to, dis- I would have to disagree with you on... Like, massive changes. Like, you know, I, 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 I would disagree about super, about um, Sacrifice not feeling like a finale. I thought it did. I thought it had the big epicness. Of a finale. I feel now, like only so, the last ten minutes felt like a finale. Only the last ten minutes. I don't feel like the entire episode felt like a finale. I felt like the whole thing felt like a finale. You know, me personally, uh, I felt that way. Now, Clip Show, which we talked about during our podcast for Clip Show, I had a lot of problems. I, I enjoyed <laughs> the episode, but I had problems with who they chose to bring back. But um, other than that, I thought it was a fine. It was an okay. It was a good episode. The last ten minutes were huge. But with Sacrifice, I thought it was huge. It was epic. There have been some season finales that have absolutely bored me to tears, and I'm like, seriously, that's it? And But this one I thought was great and epic like it should be, and I enjoyed all of it. I mean, I do think we got so used to, you know, the last couple of years, every season finale, Dean and Sam were separated by – huge obstacles. Last year, Dean didn't even, like, he had no idea where he even was, and he was alone. I, I think that because this one, this season was meant to always be part of multi-year arc, ending where they ended felt a little smaller because you know they're going to pick up immediately with it. And so, yeah, there's this massive change of the angels falling, but you know that, you, you know a lot more about what's going to happen in season nine than I feel like we knew about season eight when season seven ended, for example. I, and I think that, like, that's partially why it feels smaller. And it's, I mean, it's an easier show. I will say that I do expect, especially because the show gave us in season five that, you know, the huge home out. Like, I do feel like we come to expect bigger and 
batter every season finale, whether you're comparing it to its previous ones or to other season finales of action shows that are currently on the air. And I'm not going to get into it since we're not, you know, it's not a podcast for other shows, but I think if you're comparing it, I definitely don't think it holds up the way that some of the other ones held up. But I think if you look at it by itself as finale, it had a lot of the key moments that you needed. It had that, you know, the brother discussion that we already talked about that was pretty much all season coming and, you know, and this massive change with the angels and the answers that Nettison was screwing with everybody and that, you know, he has this plan. And I, I think there's enough there that it that it sustains itself, but I don't think that, like, you know, the wait for the next season is going to be as crazy as it has been just because we kind of already put some of the people together ourselves. Uh, Susan, should we, um, we've talked for about an hour, should we um, also ask if anybody wants to call in and give us a question? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, if anybody is listening live and would like to call in and ask us a question or just want to make a comment um, about the finale or the season, uh, here's the number, 347-205-9800. Give us a call. And I, I, definitely, I don't know who, which one of you said it. Um, I was saying it. Sorry, everybody keeps talking over each other. But the second half of the episode, or the, I should say the last quarter of the episode, definitely felt a lot more finale-ish. I mean, at least the first, like, 15 minutes, I'm like, is this a finale? Do I have the dates right? It kind of it felt a little slow to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was mm-hmm. so nervous. I was shaking nervous going into it. <laughs> and... Then I kind of felt like at the very beginning, I mean, at least for like the first half, I'm like, oh, I was really worried for nothing. The last 15 minutes or whatever were just balls to the wall, amazing, but it got a really mm-hmm. slow start, and I guess I kind of expected that same intensity for the full 40, 42 minutes or whatever. I, I think there's some precedent for that, though. Like, if you think back to something like Lucifer Rising when, you know, Dean was stuck in that room for a huge part of that episode and just, you know, waiting, what can I do? Mm -hmm. And Sam was off sort of slowly building up to the end of it. I mean, you know, if you, if you want to compare it to something like all hell breaks loose, because in a way I felt like it wasn't clip show and sacrifice weren't like a legit two part episode, but I felt like they led really nicely one into the other, maybe not the way that something like all hell breaks loose where, you know, part one felt like it was that slow buildup and part two was all craziness. Um, But I think there's precedent for, you know, a little bit of that taking a little bit of time to get the finale started. And I think Lucifer Rising is probably, which is a great Mm -hmm. episode. And at the same time, you know, it was the last 10, 15 minutes that really counted. Yeah. Speaking of the first ten minutes of the finale, two things. One, how does Jody not know about Crowley? Like, how have the boys Thank not you. ever? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm on. Again, but yeah, yeah. Uh, number two, has, do we know if she's okay? I mean, oh my gosh, was that confirmed? Be okay. I, I mean, it's driving, it's it's driving me crazy. I'll say that. It, I mean, it not even Kim Rhodes like knows. Guys. But I would hope that she didn't because I would hope that they would be able to use her again. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, Crowley, we never, you know, 
Dean paused before he gave Crowley what he wanted, and Crowley didn't extinguish that flame before we saw movement drain from her. So I don't know. I mean, I would. I, I mean, I think the ballsier move is to kill her, and they don't even realize she's dead. But I don't know. I don't know if they would do that. I, see I, I, I do have I want to her say to be okay. That, she's a favorite. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I love her character as an actor. I just mean, like, from a storytelling standpoint. Like, right. Oh, no. Those, <laughs> that's what I was, you know, talking about clip show. Like, those are the people that he should have been going after, not, like, the random that they saved in season one that they barely remember. Jenny yeah, Klein, Jenny Klein from season seven. Yes, there's no reason to go after Jenny oh. Klein. She was so hard for my cupcake. I mean, that's great about Tommy and Jenny Klein and all, but why at no point did Dean go, oh, my God, Kathy? No? Yeah. No, no concern for her? Oh. Okay, good to know. Oh, my right. God, Lisa. No, we're not going to worry about Lisa either? Okay. All right. Oh, but, okay, so I said that about Lisa since he wiped her, he had Cass wipe her memory, because she may not hurt because she doesn't remember Dean, but all the things that... That doesn't mean the monsters don't remember her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, exactly. no, have a great memory of Lisa. Yeah. To me, that's worse, because if I remember Dean, then I also remember everything Dean taught me, if something comes for me. But right now, she's exactly. just sitting there. So, I have said that probably a hundred times to, like, a thousand different people that and I think that what he did to her was worse. Like, right. now she has no way of protecting herself. If something right. does come mm-hmm. up, she doesn't know to call Dean. Like, how could you take away all of her weapons from her? Because yeah. surely Crowley remembers her. He kept her captive for however many days. Exactly. And, and, and that's why I me, buddy. again. I kind of thought that at the end of the season when Crowley started going after people, that he might go after Amelia and Lisa, but they didn't do that. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a car and that then. they're holding. Like, oh, I when I mentioned Jenny Klein, I'm like, who? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. True. So, we all did. We all and that's, did. I mean, I don't know. I don't you know. We, we dissected yeah, her very her. well a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I can't believe that we're into the podcast an hour and 12 minutes and no one has mentioned how obviously the most important thing about season eight was how awesome Sam's hair was. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. We're waiting for you, Becky. <laughs> I mean, we made it an annual podcast discussion uh, point. It was, uh, this was an annual Sam Winchester hair report and it was still beautiful and glorious and and that's why we said in the first part of the season we thought maybe Sam's flashbacks to Amelia weren't real because his hair was so perfect and, um, you know, and the wind would be <laughs> That would be your first wind. indication that they were supernatural in nature. <laughs> Sam's hair was glorious and hopefully it will stay long for next season as, as well. <laughs> oh my God, Sam, Sam was, his hair was Perfect and beautiful all season long. I preferred it really mm-hmm. long, like I said at the beginning. He got the trim towards the end, which is okay. And it, he was still just so pretty. And I just I just have to say, that was my favorite part of the whole season <laughs> was Sam's beautiful hair. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Nothing else happened. Yeah, nothing else happened. Exactly. <laughs> As long as yeah. Sam had pretty Sam's hair, the episode was good for me. So, <laughs> Why can't we talk about Dean's hair? 
What hair never changes? No. Our rule is about hair and Dean's cheekbones. That's the rule. Sam hair and Dean's cheekbones. I find it. Dean has never been sexier than he was when he was in purgatory. Oh, and oh. He, that, you know. Let's 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 Absolutely. go a little to the shallow side. You know, we've talked about same fair. Now let's talk about being sexiness in purgatory. He that was, oh, he was hot. He God. was hot in purgatory with all the mud and the dirt and yeah, yeah. He was hot. Mm-hmm. Mud, dirt, blood, sweat. That was the sexiest filth I have ever seen on any human ever <laughs> in my life. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> If my husband came home looking like that, I'd be like, get in the shower. But nope, Dean can get away with it. Mm hmm. Yep. yep. That was fantastic. Well, and then there's the, you gotta, you gotta, I always think it's really funny. Like, Dean was in purgatory and he was filthy. Just, just he found him to purgatory and his hair stayed, he, even his hair stayed perfect. <laughs> I was there and stepped outside without getting frizzy and you went to purgatory and came back with, with perfect hair? No. <laughs> I love how Sam hell. went to hell. Sam went to hell and made three turns and found Bobby. <laughs> like, thank you. I have an issue with that. Like, it was so easy for him to get in and out of hell and in and out of purgatory. How did he get in that cell that they gave him? Yeah, and how could there be a back door that Crowley didn't know about? You know, like a portal. Like, what? I I, I think we should thing. never speak of that again. I <laughs> think we should do. <laughs> And it didn't and happen. It took like years to memorize, to memorize exorcism. But Sam got this spell in 30 seconds. That was one of the episodes that should have been, Taxi Driver was one of the episodes that should have been three episodes. It kind of bothered me. I agree. I mean, it was way too, too yeah. much, too fast. Yeah, we need it to should have been more of a struggle. It really should have been drawn out a little bit longer. I think it would have had much more of an emotional impact. Had it been, mm-hmm. but it felt too rushed. Mm-hmm. There wasn't even time to get emotional about Bobby. It was like, "Hi, Bobby. Okay, bye, mm-hmm. Bobby." Like, uh, I don't. Know. It yep. was yeah, too much too fast. Sam, you know, Sam's going to purgatory and like to let it sink in what his brother went through for a year. We didn't have mm-hmm. that moment at all. So, and no. I, I think like the last two trials, like even you know, even with Crowley having the moment beforehand where they just conveniently found these videotapes and their men of letters bunkers that told them exactly what to do, like, that felt too rushed and for me, too. Like, I would have rather seen them struggle to figure it out with Smelly, like, heckling them than see them watch this tape and then know exactly what to do because we're being told something before we're, like, seeing it in action. I don't know. I, I think it's like the last two trials, because I was already suspicious about the Angel trials, I was suspicious about the other child. I was like, well, maybe these aren't right either. Maybe they decoded wrong. or I don't know. I, it just didn't feel like it was enough. Like, it, like if they had succeeded at the end of it, 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 didn't, it almost didn't feel like they went through that much to succeed, which sounds ridiculous because they went to hell and back. But I don't know. Well, it's because it was so rushed. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's and, what I mean. And for it's, us as viewers at this point, if you go to hell, like, you better give us something. How, like, you, you've done that already, so really give us something. Give us something needy for it. Rather than, yeah, I walked in, found Bobby, convinced him I was really me, we fought our way out, we're back, it's been 10 minutes. What's up? 
the way yeah. they did how I mean the, the way that they shot it, it looked really creepy and great. But I think it would have had a, like a scarier impact. We would have felt damn fear more had we lingered mm-hmm. there a little bit longer. Like let him yeah. run into some people that he's put there before, yeah. former demons, whatever. Like I think that would have been great, but yeah. it was it was way too quick and easy. Yeah, and I mean, like, mm. how was one small part of that trial, like, when you think about it? So, like you guys said, it would have had to be, I feel like, stretched out over more than one episode, which they haven't been doing. They really haven't been doing two-part episodes the way that they used to. And they never did it often, but, you know, I don't. I always feel a little bit better when I see part one and part two, even if it's just as a finale, because I know, like, you're going to take your time and you're going to really earn these moments, and then we're really going to feel satisfied. Agreed. They should they should listen to this and then keep that in mind when they're getting ready for season nine. <laughs> oh yeah, clearly my my opinions are the most important. Uh, I can tweet them all their uh, this link and say, yeah, you guys are just getting started, so there's still time. To be honest with you, like it's very possible that that season nine will start with a part one and part two premiere. I mean, who knows? I kind of feel like the season finale of season eight is the part one and the part two is the premiere because, uh, like we've already talked about, they obviously have to pick up pretty immediately. Um, But I would want them to keep that thread. I wouldn't want to see a regression into, like, case of the week if if they already started really strong with mythology, you know, the the Kevin decoding the tablets. And I, I don't know. I honestly, I don't... There were parts when the faces of the week made sense to place where they were placed. Like, the boys were spinning their wheels, they're waiting on Kevin to translate, so on and so yeah. forth. And in those cases, it made sense to have, like, the case of the week. Um, you know, and any time, like, Charlie showed up and they would rush to her, you know, you know, to help yeah. her, that made sense, too, because that's what they would do. But yeah, but some of the other ones like... were just placed really badly, I think. I mean, as, look, I thought Charlie's episodes were so fun this year. I really liked both of them. But I will say that, like, if they were to step back and look at the grand scheme of things, to finish the mythology arc, you will never have to – I mean, in theory, if if they had were able to carry out those trials and, and succeed, they wouldn't have had to worry about saving a random case of the – a person during a case of the week because those things would be mm-hmm. gone. So – I get from a story point why, yeah, if you're spinning your wheels waiting for Kevin, you're going to go help whoever you can. But at the same time, like, I feel like they need to think more big picture as characters than they sometimes do. Like, they get... Even, like, like, I forget who was saying, every time we did get a trial, it was very, like, even the initial, the Hellhound, trial and error, the episode isn't about the trial at all. It really isn't. It's tacked on at the end. And yes, yeah. the, the, the premise is we went there because we're trying to complete this trial, but in reality, it has nothing to do with it except the end result of it. It's yeah. still, to me, a Monster of the Week kind of episode. And, and there was so the much same... Up. Sorry. No, that... And then you have, like, four or five episodes between that and the next trial. When we're getting down to the 11th hour, so you're doing the last two trials really rushed, in my opinion, and they don't, I don't feel like it was focused enough on the trials. It was focused more on, let's do all this, and then, oh, we have trials, that's right. Yeah. 
I mean, there's, I felt like there was so much buildup to decoding the trial that that was part of it, too. Like, it took Kevin so much work to figure out what it even was, but then when they figured out what it was, they were able to complete it quickly. And I was like, well, I know you Oh, yeah, we know how to do that. Okay, bye. Yeah, I mean, like, they're super hunters. And obviously, like, the normal, like, you or I could not complete the trial as quickly as they did. But I think it was just the imbalance of the way, you know, the way that it was told in the story well, that was really jarring because, just you know, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and then it doesn't feel like it's a massive thing. Yeah, just for them to do their initial, what they were going to do as a trial run for the demon carrying, it was like, oh. oh, that's what we have to do? Awesome. Hey, you know what we have? We have a cut-up demon. It right. was that convenient. Yeah. There was no, it was almost like there was no, once they figured out what it had to be, there was no work, it felt like. Yeah. And I would have loved to see, like, like like we keep saying, I would have loved to see Clip Show, a separate episode for Crowley hunting hunting down their, their former victims, and a completely yeah. separate episode for the, the trial and Abaddon and all of that. And I think not only would it have worked better narratively, but I think the storyline and the character of Abaddon deserved better in that episode. Well, but I also think that's having foresight, and I feel like you know they maybe came up with that idea kind of last minute. With you know, I get it. You you don't necessarily come up with your best ideas right away, but I think it would have been stronger if, like you just said, you know, if he was doing it starting in episode four, he was doing it, and they didn't know. No, but I don't. I don't. I don't want to believe element is over. Like, I really want to believe that next season, maybe the Angels are doing something very similar. Because there's a whole pool of people that you can pull from, and if you're trying to get under their skin in any capacity or distract them even from the bigger picture, we're talking about how they go off and they save people instead of, like, focusing on the big stuff. Like, if, you're try- if they're getting really down to the wire close to something, you need to distract them and get them off the trail. You go after Lisa or Amelia or Missouri or whoever, you know, and and um, bring some of those people back. You can still keep that thread going. Like the fact that they introduced it late in season eight doesn't mean it can't go through season nine. It probably can't go with Crowley doing it because we've talked about how he's changed. But I don't know. I really like that idea, and I'm also just dark and twisted. But I want I want to see a lot of those people return. So I would hope that like that's that's such a group motivator, why not keep it going? I I agree. I know there are certain characters I don't want to see again, and I won't get into that because it's very controversial. Yeah. There's so but, many of them to choose from. That, like, Yeah, there's always going to be somebody that we're just like meh about, but at the same time, like there's so many great ones that we haven't seen that maybe they wouldn't, like they don't need to be long, drawn-out moments like Sarah's was, but they could just be like, callbacks, you know, for everybody. Like, oh, remember her? Like, and bring back the memories for you without having to, you know, have a whole monologue for the character about, like, what she's been up to. But it's just, it's a way to, like, bring it all full circle and tie it all together. Speaking of characters that need to come back and that could actually have a huge part in the mythology, and I cannot say this enough, where the hell is Chuck? Seriously. What is going on with Chuck? Like, I... I cannot repeat myself often enough. I need to know what is happening with Chuck. And I think that he could Mm -hmm. be a huge part of the mythology. Chuck is gone. What's going on? Are we in a real world? Peace out. Becky, Becky, here's our cue. 
What about Adam? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I say that every week. Okay, every we, week. Don't, we don't need to see Adam again. I just need Adam to be okay. All right? Yes. I don't think it's too right. much to ask for there a throwaway no, line who okay. saved him from hell and brought him to heaven. Fine. Yes. Well, okay? Because the guy got majorly screwed. And it paid I love you. Yes, exactly. I love you. That's what I need. I need closure for Adam. I need them to remember. Oh, yeah, we have, a, we have another brother. Where is he? Oh, damn, we forgot him in hell. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know the fact that he's in hell, he's their brother, he's a Winchester, and they just, you know, yeah. ah, just let him go. He's and, 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 you know, Dean didn't even go. Oh, Dean didn't go, oh, hey, did you see Adam down in hell? Nothing, right? You know? Seriously. <laughs> just bring that guy somewhere else. Right, when Sam was down Sam there, couldn't have looked happened. around for him while he was there for 15 right, minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> minutes to he look around for your Right, I mean, you know, Bobby was right there. Who knows? You know, Adam could have been in the next cell over from him. We don't know. And, you know, he didn't even try to look. And, oh, that just bugs me so much. <laughs> Adam's going freaking hell. It's like, you know, somebody say, you know, what, you know, talk to one of these angels. Oh, yeah, it's fine. We saved him six months ago or something, you know. Then I'll be fine. But, uh, until then, it's just going to drive me crazy. Holy crap, Becky. Why don't we? I know. It's driving me crazy. You're so crazy about this than I am. Okay, before Becky goes on her next, you know, twenty minute tirade. But speaking <laughs> of talk, like, no, but why don't you, why don't you put the fact not who's to say he I mean, look, they've referenced him being in hell, but like what if somehow he did get out and he's one of the fallen angels now? Like, How did he get out? Know? How did he get out? No, nope. so he's he's like an irregular hell. He's in Lucifer's he's cage. So you have to think well, about no, Adam gets but, out and somehow is Lucifer then like? Is there a danger of him being out on the loose and Michael too? I mean, you have to think about that. Okay. As well. well, what I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, maybe there, maybe Metatron. I don't know. I'm spitballing here because you all love him so much, and I personally Whoa. don't see it. But okay, well, a lot of you love him. I agree. Passionate. Don't want him to be dead in hell. You know, like it's not like I want the guy to come back. I just think that he got screwed because of who his dad was, and it totally wasn't fair. And, like, did Cass not have two flattened really hands when he addressed Sam? Why didn't well, he like you, Adam, too? No, I just feel like that's really poetic, though, that, like, you get screwed because of who your family is. Like, I feel like Dean and Sam kind of got screwed because of who their family was, too. Like, they could be normal people. We wouldn't want to watch a show about them. They might not be all that interesting. They might not be close brothers. But, like, if you're thinking real-world scenario, like, they don't have the best life. So, I don't know, but, like, maybe, who knows, maybe Metatron can go pluck him from hell to screw with, to screw with Dean and Sam, as we were talking about, those characters coming back and, you know, distracting them by them needing to save their loved ones or whatever. Maybe, I don't know, look, they, they got the grandfather out of hell and that, maybe they shouldn't have, but they brought him and back. So, I hate that guy. That right there is what why I think that Adam thing needs to be dropped. Like, you have to just assume... Yeah, you just have to go with the idea that Adam's a lost cause because bringing him back, then what? Or even 
Like, well, I'm not saying there's a need to mention him. I don't feel like there's a need to mention him. My closure is that he's in the cage. That's my closure. I'm not saying I want this to happen. I'm just saying, like, they could do that if they wanted to. I just don't think oh, that yeah. they necessarily want to. Because they've done, you yeah, know, like I, I said, like, before with certain characters. Like, so. Yeah, I think I think it's just a, a kind of overthinking to like, well, but I need closure. That is the closure. Yeah, you, that's you know, your closure. Yeah. That's not my closure. What about my closure? Exactly. You want to make sure he's okay. That's not the same thing. I no, like, want him to like, be in the nice okay. heaven. Like, I just, yeah, like I feel like there is. There is no closure required. I feel like the closure exists for me as a viewer. Whatever. The closure exists. Okay. Next time you're stuck in hell, and then you can <laughs> all think about it as your closure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Because if I'm stuck in hell, you better come look for me. Don't you dare no. take us no. some time. Oh, no, no, that's our closure. Our closure is that you're in hell. That's all, you know, that's all we need to know. We don't need to worry about you. That's it. You're done. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, that's closure. You have your answer. You might not feel I've never felt I've never felt a really strong need for closure with Adam and maybe it's because the episode we meet Adam in we go the whole episode and then we find out we never actually met Adam. Met him, yeah. And when we actually did meet him, he was such a tool to his brother. Exactly. I don't care if you're a Winchester or not. I don't care that you're their half brother. I don't care that you're a Winchester. I don't care. I think that character should have never existed. And yeah, I'm I glad that we don't talk about like, him. No, I had to deal with just my wrong. mom and me, and I had to go to yeah, school, me. and I had to sleep in a warm bed with just my mom and me. And I'm like, do you have any idea what your brothers have been through their entire lives? Exactly. Why, why are you so anti-Adam? Where's all this hostility coming from for you people? Gosh, yeah. he's, he's just a young kid. Just give us, some, get, cut us some slack. Jeez, oh, peace, you people are nope. telling you're just wrong. You're just wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. <laughs> what you're also judgmental. Your own toolness. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Take do, do, do we want closure on Chuck? Let's bring this back. <laughs> do we want closure on poor Chuck? Who yes, is probably yes. God. I need closure yeah. on Chuck because we I feel like Cass being like, he must be dead, and the boys being like, okay, is not closure. That's ridiculous. Chuck, yeah. Chuck is God. The only thing that I'm okay with, the only thing I'm okay with the fact that they've left the Chuck being open this long is that in heaven, God is missing as well. So you can't right, have closure on Chuck forever. because that means that, yeah, like, that is that's that's already the canon that Chuck is God, so yeah. you can't you can't get we can't get closure on him right now without him showing back up somewhere as God. I feel, and that's the kind of, that's the thing. Like I don't know that I do want to see him come back that way. Like, I, I don't know that I ever thought of Chuck as God. When you put God in your story in a way that you know that that is what he is, and I mean they've had discussions about the whole you know how can you let things happen? And then if you have to see him let things happen, I don't know. I don't know that I want the show to do that. I have a feeling that we won't see Rob Benedict on the show again until it's the finale, the very, very end, end mm-hmm. the very end. And he shows up as God and 
you know, tells you know, uh, tells him, yeah, yeah, it's me, you know, <laughs> and you know, and explains things to him. I would and, love him to show up like back in his bathrobe, like typing yeah. out, <laughs> yeah. like you know, how Sam and Dean have died, and then like you know, that's the end. Right. Yeah, that would be that's cool. how it's going to end. I mean, obviously, we all know that. That would be that would be a, an ending well, that I would be comfortable with. I yeah, would be okay with you're not dying at that. the end. La 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 la! I can't hear you. The <laughs> are not dying. <laughs> if they don't die, how does the show end? I think they have for to me, die. For me, for me, that finally, that to be finally, terrible. that that, and I think I think even was it Jim Michaels or even somebody tweeted something along these lines because I remember thinking, "Wow, he actually sort of agrees with me." I thought that. It would be it would be nice after so many years of pain and suffering and being alone and sacrifice that that both of them finally got the peace they deserved or the reward they deserved some what? somewhat somehow. Well, what the reward they deserve? They go off and have a normal life when we know that Dean they doesn't can. really want that and Sam doesn't seem to have accepted that it's not going to happen. Even if there's nothing left to fight. Like how? Like if you can't really close the gates and do all of this, then it's never ending. I just, I feel like if that if I feel like that would be the most depressing ending ever. Is like there's nothing left to fight, and they have no purpose anymore. And so then like the show ends, the and you're growing old, being lost. I don't know. I I also like I really heavily rely on the lyrics to carry on my wayward son for this because I'm like, well, it always to me depicted a death for them at the end and like mm-hmm. there's a reason they leave the songs that they choose and and there's a reason that we've heard it from the beginning to like understand and be okay with the fact that like that is their place in this world and mm-hmm. they have to be I think it, the so. only way that the show can end and for Sam and Dean to actually find peace and resolution with their lives is for them to both be dead so that right. yeah together it's, it'll be a yeah I guess I just, I just don't want to uh, see that I just want to see them get 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 to a, a better place. They've given up so much. And sometimes I think, place, well... Though? What are they going to do? How is there a better place? How about they the find best? out? How about they get the chance to find out? So it, it's yeah, like... Because it's I'll like, be, a, I'll be it's honest, like a criminal like, or a soldier, you know, just never being able to give up on war or committing a crime to get back into prison to know what they do. Yeah, I just... I also, I've also thought that, okay, they both die at the end. They both make the final sacrifice. And the end of the show is them back in back in in heaven in their heaven with everyone they've lost before yeah. them. So yeah, I, I mean, if I have to see them both die, that's what I want to see that they that they do get their that kind of reward as well. That is an option where they they rejoin mom and dad and Bobby yeah. and Jess and everyone they've ever lost and Adam. before. Oh, my God. I don't think their version of heaven has Adam in it. I just don't. But, I don't either. You know, I, just wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that's a great ending. I think it's, it's, a little, it's a little cheesy, but it's cheesy in the way that it's completely acceptable because, you know, the end is that they're mm-hmm. together and, you know, maybe yeah. – Cass is up there hanging out with them. That's cool. No option. Like, what would they do? Would they stop fighting and then buy a duplex so that they can still live next to each other? Would they 
and the only way they'll ever honest, stop fighting is if they're dead for good. That's the only way they yeah. ever stop fighting. And, and to be honest, the reason I've always had issues with them going off and trying to have romantic relationships is that I wouldn't wish Sam and Dean as a romantic long-term love interest on anybody. Yes, mm. you are very attractive men. Yes, you are very strong and thank you for saving the world. But I don't wish them on my best, uh, on my worst enemy. Like, I don't want you to have to live with crazy-ass Sam Winchester or crazy-ass Dean Winchester. That's not They okay. come with a boxcar load of baggage, both of the emotional baggage, both of them, so, you know. Oh, so, no yeah, therapy in the world can help these two. No therapy. Dean's alcoholism alone would run you out of house and home. Exactly. So there, and there's just for, nothing you can do but die. Or for an end of a series, maybe it won't end. Maybe it'll just stop. I could us. also accept. I could also accept if they wanted to really bookend it in this way. I could accept them coming to a big finale kind of closure, such as closing the gates of hell, but understanding that ghosts would still exist and certain things that aren't hell creatures exist and then you mm-hmm. know having a mirror of we've got work to do and the, the trunk slamming shut and that being it i can accept that as well i can but see I them i can see the last shot is sam normal life i can yeah. see the last shot of the show being being driving sam next to him riding shotgun rock and roll on the radio onto the next case like like it it doesn't yeah. end it, but we we stop watching. We can't see it anymore. Yeah, but they I, go I, they go on. Yeah, I can accept that either of the those two endings. I can't accept them going. Well, you know, we fixed the world. You, you want to go golfing? Yeah. You, 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 I was going to say, want to go play golf? No, no golf. You know, you know, mm-hmm. it's just going to work for me. I even, no, it's just going to work for me. Now, what would be an interesting thing for them to do, and we haven't really talked about the character that much, actually, is, you know, if they die, they now have a network. Like, they have guards, they have, but they also have Cassiel. And so... Cassiel's human like, now, though. Yeah, what's yeah, the, what I, feel like, I feel like the only closure for Cassiel would be either for him to obviously get his grace back and go back to heaven permanently or to die. Like, that's the only closure he has as well. I can't see him existing on the earthly plane as a as an ending to the character. I just don't. Do you have something on his own? Yeah, I'm with you. I think that he either has to die or go back to heaven. Just do, you think, do you think... How long do you think he'll stay human in season nine? Do you think... You know, or do you think he'll, you know, it'll be mm-hmm. like a long, a year-long thing his brain for... I don't think it'll have... I, I have a feeling it's going to be kind of like a like a first half of the season kind of thing. Yeah. We um, don't even know where he is. I think there's going to be a lot of focus on that. No. I we don't even know where he is. He's in the forest, like... and he's by a lake, <laughs> and he's watching the angels fall. We don't know where... Metatron sent him back to, yeah. and because he doesn't have a phone. He's a he's human. He's going to have to find a payphone and call in. the boys for bus fare again. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Because he can't. <laughs> well, at least you could see that journey with him. Like, mm-hmm. we'll pick up with him wherever he is, and however mm-hmm. long it takes to meet up again. I just, like, I just don't want to see, you know, 
we saw him as Jimmy as a human, and he was very different from Castiel. I'm curious to see what he is now. Like, he doesn't revert to Jimmy, does he? No. I don't I think so. No, I don't think he does. You know, I no. think he'll be very similar to what Harold, how he was in season five when he was cut off from heaven, and he didn't have his powers, or at yeah. least a lot didn't of them. Misha, didn't Misha say that if he remembers everything? I think he'll be yeah. cast exactly mm-hmm. as we know him, except he can't teleport and he doesn't. He doesn't he have all his powers. Like at the, you know, toward the end of season five, when he didn't have any of his powers, I mean, he was still trying to help. Exactly. And, um, and he just didn't vulnerable to heal, him. and so that's why. Yeah, yeah that's why. Vulnerable. Yeah, he was whining to Bobby. He's angry. He's going to be a lot of things: yeah. angry, resentful, emotional, I, depressed. I, I want to know. I, I, I wonder if he's going to be part of the hunted as well, because now we have all these fallen angels. After what Castiel did in heaven. Are these angels going to be looking for retribution now? Are they going to be like, well, we'll take you out? Because I wonder if the angel hierarchy will still exist even though they're fallen. They have their Can angels tell what it, who another angel is? Because they they've all fallen. Yes. There's their grace is gone. Are they going to know the guy next to them? Uh, yeah, they they angel? can. Yeah, they've they've been able to tell every single time we've seen an angel come up to somebody. They've been able to tell who they were. Like. Um, for instance, say Gabriel and Lucifer in um, that episode where Gabriel died. You know, they saw each other. They knew they were brothers. And yeah, I think but they weren't can they see still each other's angels? true identity. Yeah, they were. But they were still angels, angels right? They still angels. had their graves. Yeah, well, I don't know about Lucifer, but <laughs> well, maybe they well, Maybe they recognize each other's human-looking faces, because the things that we saw falling from the sky, they didn't, they looked like people whose wings were ripped yeah. off. So I mm-hmm. assume that Burned when we off. see them walking around, well, ripping, burning, when they're walking around, they look human. That's why I think they don't need vessels. I think that that's the version of angels that we're always meant to see, which is angels who look human. Because when we see Naomi, she's not in a vessel. Right. That's Naomi. Right. So I think mm-hmm. they'll I think they'll recognize each other in as much as the ones who know each other's faces. So I think that in that respect they'll know each other. So that is just really interesting to me that like we were able to see her up in heaven as human and yet we know that demons have to have that like we know that when demons are in their regular form they don't look like that. Like the, the commentary on the fact that angels look like humans when they're in their regular form is interesting to me, and I don't know if it's meant to be something larger than just the fact that, like, we just have to hire actors rather than use special effects. But <laughs> I kind of want it to mean more. Like, I kind of hope that that is a commentary on, like, the hierarchy and, and you know, the fact that, like, demons are the most twisted versions of this stuff, and that's why they look so different. Well, if they if if there's an appearance to an angel, a human appearance, why would they need a vessel? Like, why would Cass need Jimmy? Well, that's well, also so why did Lucifer need Nick? Between a fallen angel, or I'm assuming that they're going to do this, and what? the fact that Cassiel had to find a vessel because he his his mere presence couldn't be contained or heard by humans, or he can't be and he can't be seen by humans with his grace and past. I mean, okay, there but how come 
Oh, what about Naomi and the other angels? I mean, I would imagine there's different rules for, like, angels versus archangels, too. But I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I I agree with Clarissa. Like, I felt like when they were falling, they, they looked like people and that they would just stay that way when they landed. But I don't know what that means for the mythology they've already set up. For the way that and, and, are. Well, like, I think, and I think that's one of the things that supernatural kind of drops the ball in their own continuity and their own mythology. Is okay, we couldn't see angels before. Now, angel, you know, Naomi and her her crew just pop in wherever, and everything's fine. And also, like, and I have huge issues with this with how easily they all use the demon blade to kill. They all use Ruby's knife so easily to kill without any thought to the vessel. Well, and so those are two things, those are two things as far as their own mythology that have bothered me more and more as time goes on. Yeah, and we talked about this on our podcast for a quick show, how it bothered us with curing a demon. Okay, that's great. You cured a demon. That's fantastic. And the human that you just banished from their body, essentially? What, what, how was that even remotely the right oh, yeah, thing? No, that was something I didn't understand either. For, from Yeah, I don't know. That I didn't get, and I don't know if they're ever going to explain it. I think they sort of reached a point where they feel like those vessels, the ones that they had to kill, because, I mean, Sam and Dean had this argument back in, in Season 4 when Dean was like, you can use the knife, and Sam was saying... No, but the knife kills the victim, and and we can do this. I think that for them, that's an an unfortunate but acceptable loss. And I know it's sucky to say that because they don't know these people, and so they shouldn't be the ones to really make that decision or or accept that loss. But I think for them, they're saying this is the only way. This is the only way to kill the demon, and so like with us. Oh yeah, I, but but the point of like when the demon with the, what I was confused about anyway was the the demon within I can't remember the character's name when they were extra, when they were doing the uh, the trial on the video the Men of Letters video that they found when they cured that demon and that person had their humanity back they were ultimately the demon as a human but the person inside that vessel is gone. Where are they? Yeah, like, is the, is the person gone, or now that now this good demon is living with the human in the same head? Like, how yeah, because that? I mean, look at it from, like, characters we know, right? Like, if they were to cure Meg, Meg is a demon inhabiting somebody else's body, so what happens? And I'll be... They merge? I'll, like, I don't get... I just I'll don't get... I don't have an answer. I mean... Yeah, one of the things that always bothers me with Meg, even though she's quite literally one of my favorite characters, she's in my top five of the, of the supernatural characters, but what really bothers me is Meg Masters was the actual blonde vessel we met. That was the the Fox vessel, was Meg Masters. Yeah. And so if, if, for instance, we have, you know, say Rachel Minor Meg somehow comes back and they were to cure her, that girl, that vessel is not Meg Masters. Oh, not at all. They just call her Meg because that's how they, like, know her. Yeah, so we don't even know what Meg's real name is. No, they just, I mean, what I mean is that they just, 
were able to associate her with Meg because they didn't they yeah, knew her. They didn't know she was a demon when when they first met her. So it's just, it, that's just I feel like an ease thing. No, but mm-hmm. as far I as demons like Meg, like the human, I mean, so much damage happened to Meg's vessel. It was healed because of the demon. Can you assume that, like, the first 17 times she was shot as the demon, the human died, the human soul died and went to heaven because it couldn't exist in that body anymore anyways. The only reason that body is still standing and walking around is because it has a demon inside of it. No, I think think that's right. I think that's what happened to The human is dead. And the human has gone to heaven or or hell or wherever that human was going to go. The human is gone. Yeah, it's like when Ruby, especially in those um, cases, with Crowley's case, like he's been shot and beheaded like so many times. Yeah, but that's like that particular situation. Like I can't imagine that everyone is the same. No, but for those cases, I mean, it's a little easier. Yeah, yeah, it's just because we've seen in the past, like, where the, the person is still in there and the demon can switch it on or switch it off. Right. But that's, like, demons who go in for 5, 10, 15 minutes, one episode. But for somebody like Meg or even Jimmy or uh, when Ruby went inside a Genevieve's body, essentially, those people, I assume, the only reason yeah. that they're walking is why you said they're because they have something supernatural inside of them. Yeah, not for everything. Like, I mean, with Ruby, she said, because Sam wanted her to not take over a, an actual person, she said she found a body that was, you know, unlike right. Anyway, but I think but that's, most that's demons, demons don't that tight. You're going to do that. They're just going to take whoever they want. So right. I don't But know what ended up happening was Meg, Meg, Meg died or, you know, her, the, the person that she was inhabiting, that soul went off to heaven. Just like I think at this point, Jimmy's got to be dead, right? Because his body allowed him in. So I think that's different. I think with 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 Castiel, it's different because he basically said, like, I'm giving this vessel to you and sacrificing myself. So, yeah, I'm sure he, his soul is fine. But, like, for the average person walking around and who a demon just comes in and stays, they're still in there. So unless they get shot or stabbed and there's a reason that they would die, which doesn't happen unless you run into the Winchesters. I don't, I don't, I, like, so to say that, like, you cure, I, I just don't get it. Like, I get that they're still in there and that, you know, it just sucks to be them, but then what happens when you're attempting to cure these people, where do they go if you're giving the vessel to the demon? Like, that's what they bothers me about kills the soul. I, I feel like, I feel like that well. idea goes directly against the saving people, hunting things. Who are you saving? You're saving absolutely no women. Well, that's true. Around that's true. You're saving select people. Right. Well, they'll have a demon under a devil's trap tied to a chair. I've gotten all the yeah. information I need. Ruby knife to the chest. That was yeah. unnecessary. You could have yeah. exercised that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, well, have, there are some cases where that's good, but if you what was that episode from season seven where they they expelled the demon from that tie? Um, what's the name of that episode? And the guy himself was evil the entire time. Oh, oh right, yeah. oh, Repo Man. Oh. Wait. Repo Man. Yeah, that episode yes. still creeps me out so much. Like mm. there was an oh, angel episode like that that was like they expel a 
a demon from a child, and the demon himself was like, thank you for getting me out of there. That child is evil. It's like, oh, oh yeah, my God. that was a creepy episode. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe the demons choose these people sometimes. Some of them, right. yeah, maybe, maybe, feel better maybe about the demons it. are attracted to people who are inherently evil. Maybe. Maybe that's just one way that I feel better about it. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. You'll let me? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that helps you, I don't... I mean, that is the case sometimes. That guy was really horrible. And you can't think that that's, like, the only serial killer or psychopath that's ever been, you know, possessed by a demon in all the history of, you know, eight seasons of Supernatural. So maybe Sam and Dean have really done a lot more good than they even realized. Uh, I think mm -hmm. it's actually, can I I interject for a second? Because I actually have to go. I have a wedding tomorrow, and I have things I have to do, and I thought thought we were going to end at 10. But... I've had a lot of fun talking with you guys because I've never actually heard Becky and Susan and Aaron's voices before. So this was a really good time, and I hope that we can do it again. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Thank you for being on. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was going to actually say that we have just a few minutes left of our live version on air. Um, if we happen to go over two hours, and we are recorded, but if anybody's listening live, um, it will it will stop in about four and a half minutes. So while we're still live, I wanted to say uh, thank you again to you, uh, to you guys for being on. Thank you to Clarissa from TV Overmind, uh, Aaron from Wine Stained Life, and Danielle from PossibleByPopCulture.com. Check out everybody's websites, please. Uh, it's been an incredibly spirited conversation. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun. <laughs> and I hope we get to do it again. And uh I just want to say thank you alive for you guys being on and to everybody listening and we can we can keep talking the rest of us or we can start to wrap up because I honestly have a feeling we could go like like all night. <laughs> We've got like seven more seasons to talk about. So while we're live I also wanna uh mention our fundraiser um for the American Red Cross of Central Oklahoma. Um, for tornado relief for those in Oklahoma, you can go to our website, winchesterbirds.com, and our link, the link is there. We've also been tweeting it um, fan, um, for Supernatural fam, uh, Supernatural Family. The family business is saving people, and so we're trying to help those who have been affected by the tornadoes in Oklahoma so far. Um, Supernatural Family has raised $2,845. If you'd like to help um, and give some money, you can find the link um, through our Twitter, our Facebook page, or on our website. Yeah, definitely. And also, um, it's very important to help the humans, but there are also lots of animals and pets affected by this as well. Um, there are a couple of local shelters there. Um, There's a site called lovemeow.com, and they did a little story on and had links to, like, um, the uh, local local chapter of the Oklahoma Humane Society was one, and uh, there was a couple others because there were um, many, many pet, pets have been displaced or lost, people looking for their pets. Um, 
Um, some, unfortunately, did not make it, but they have found uh, many others and been tracking down owners, and uh, definitely they need help, too. Don't forget about the fur babies. Um, are you guys doing an auction for that by any chance? Mm. We, aren't, we don't really have anything right now. <laughs> oh, because well, I have a bunch of stuff that I was like, I don't know. I, I can send it to you if you want to, like, see if you want to use it. I don't um, – I have a bunch of, like, books and stuff. They're not autographed, but if you want to take a look and use them for this or for a future thing. That'd be great, yeah. Thank you. Uh, shoot me an email when you get a chance. Definitely. Okay. So, yeah, it'll keep recording us, but it's going to cut off any live listeners. Um, so, technically, you all are free to go. You don't have to go. So, uh, I guess we're all really quiet now. Yeah, it does have to do that. Oh, I thought it was the thing where it says goodbye, but I guess not. Okay. Um, It'll just cut off. Okay. We haven't we haven't really talked about Benny much. Did you all want to talk about what you thought about bringing on the character of Benny this season? Oh, I love Benny. I love Benny desperately. Love desperately. Benny. I mean, I kind of felt like that was how it had to end for him because I felt like when we first met him, he already, like when, when Dean first pulled him back and, and he had to adjust to life, like it was too different. And I feel like it's not going to end well. He's going to have to go back. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that Especially they after it didn't work with his great, great, great granddaughter or whatever. That was really That was bad. weird. I don't know. Because when I first started watching that episode, I was like, oh, clearly going to be a love interest. And then it was relation. And I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. But um, but I'm glad that because they did that episode and, you know, disappointed Dean, I'm glad that they got to at least have some closure before he went back. I just feel like, like, my thing with Benny, and this is where I realized that, oh, my God, I love Benny so much, was I was mad at Dean on Benny's behalf. Like, I was like, you're the worst friend ever. You don't deserve a friend like Benny. He got, like, I was so angry with Dean for Benny. And I'm like, oh, I don't really like you. Because I think that Dean was just such a bad friend. But he had said to him like part ways. But you know, he I, I feel like I feel like, you know, when Benny was struggling, I was just like, you know, can you just meet me for a cup of coffee? And he was like, Yeah, I'll pass. No, it's okay. I don't know, I I mean, yeah, you're not a good friend, but at the same time like I kind of didn't expect anything different. Because A, he said to him, you know, like this is it for us, and B, like he he's back. He has his brother back. Like he he leaned on Benny and Purgatory because he didn't have anyone. I he never would have partnered up with him if he had any other option. You no, know, because he did end up partnering up as a bond with Big Forge. Was I don't know. I felt like it was such a strong bond, and I guess that they had to do an episode where Gene gave up his relationship. And Sam gives up his relationship, no matter what the relationship, you know, what it actually entails. It's still an outside relationship. Whereas, you know, Sam and Dean kind of share Cassiel, so it doesn't really, it's not really an issue most of the time. They can't share Amelia and Ben. And so I feel like it's one of those things where, I don't know, I don't know, I had a lot of issues with it. I had a lot of issues with Dean in those moments. I was 
I felt like he he thought that because Sam gave up Amelia, Amelia, that he like had to give up something too. They were gonna go take this path together if they were gonna move forward together, and Sam was gonna give up, you know. Amelia's, and he I felt like he had to give it up as well. Dean giving up on, on Benny is also negligent on Dean's part because if a vampire calls you and tells you, you know, oh, I might be falling off the wagon, yeah. you should probably go meet up with your vampire and pop it down from the ledge. Because if not, you're going to have to kill him, and not for the reason to save your brother. You would have had to just kill him because he's back on the blood. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's his own issue, I think, because that's a lot to put on someone regardless. Like, to say, like, oh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying Benny would have constantly called him and been like, come help me, come help me, come help me, but it's a slippery slope because the minute you drop everything once, you're gonna, you're probably going to have to do it again because you're setting a precedent. And what that really is... I disagree with that. Well, what that's really teaching everybody is that, like, Benny can't handle being back. He can't handle his vampire urges. You were wrong to bring him back. Maybe you should just kill him. And I'm glad that they didn't have to do that. Like, I'm glad that Dean never actually had to kill him. That would have broken my heart. Yeah. And it would have yeah. broken Dean, too. I think it would have, like, I mean, it might have actually given him some really emotional, some really interesting um, stuff this season. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I don't. We've seen him go dark before and, and really drive into his drinking and everything, and I think this would have just offset everything. Like, it would have, he would have spiraled so hard that nothing that they needed to accomplish would have gotten accomplished. And I was glad that... That, that <laughs> was part of Dean's story that I was glad it was, like, gone this season, too. Like, the spiraling and the anger and, like, the, I guess I'm doing this because I've always done it, or, you know... There was mm-hmm. some season uh, seven episodes on TNT this morning. Um, like one of the episodes was, uh, what was it? Um, right after Bobby dies and <clears throat> Adventures in Babysitting, and at the very end, you know, and he's thinking back to what Frank says to him, like just do it one week at a time, put a smile on your face, and yeah. And I'm glad that we got past that part for Dean, like. And Purgatory really, like, changed that for him. Like, he was back in the fight, ready to do it. I agree. I feel like, for me, Purgatory was, like, almost a really weird version of rehab for Dean. Like, it was, like, his, his, and he said, like, it was so pure, and, like, he got this clarity there, and I think that was able to pull him out of, like, just that really self-destructive spiral, and I don't necessarily mean, like, well, obviously his job is a self-destructive spiral, but just that alcoholic life, like, there's nothing kind of attitude he had. Yeah, he still maintained because he was willing to be the one to take the trials, knowing, which I think is really strange, that, like, when he was going to take the trials, he understood that he was probably going to die. But, like, yeah. the idea of Sam dying was, like, this is brand new information. But whatever. But has always been the case with Dean? He's always been yeah, willing always to sacrifice been, himself, but never yeah. willing to sacrifice his brother. Yeah. It's always been the case. But I think this time was more about, like, I, we will sacrifice. I, I don't know. The sacrifice has felt different this time. And I do feel, I feel like there's a lot of growth for Dean this season. A lot of growth. And while it wasn't so much... 
action-driven, especially the second half, I really feel like it was very strong character growth. Yeah, I think you know, it was. I, 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 think five years old. I don't know if I really can't be running around. What? I missed Sorry, something. Well, Everybody got quiet. <laughs> Hello? 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 I missed what you were saying. Hello? Hello? Are we losing Hello? Hello? Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I do think that my phone is about to die, though, so if I cut out on you guys, I apologize. Um, I think that's no. that might be happening with me, too. I was like, something's weird. <laughs> Yeah, my phone was off the hook all day while I was at work, and then I could only plug it in for like 15 minutes when I got home, and so it could die any minute now. <laughs> that'll do it. So but, we, can, uh, you know, we I, can start sort of wrapping things up. I mean, so we can talk all night, but if you want to start... But I'm hungry. Winding I mean, down, why don't we, we can do that. Why don't we each mention what... You know, we've talked about the things that we didn't like about the episodes and things like that in the seasons. What, what about if we all mention what was our favorite part of the season? Oh, that's hard. You want me to narrow that down? I mean, like, I know it sounded like we were bagging on it, but, like, there's a lot of good stuff to pick, like, one favorite thing. I know exactly what mine would be besides I know what it would be. The men, the men of letters bunker. Bringing in the men of letters, I think, was mm. awesome. Oh, I would probably yeah, have to agree with that. That's been my favorite part of the <laughs> season as well. And what, and for everything that it means, like what it could bring to like the future seasons as well. I think it was a huge plus. Like, with great exactly. idea. It I means a lot agree. of good things for the future, and mm-hmm. I loved them getting to have a home. Like, it was so emotional mm-hmm. that part of it. And for the first time in 30 years, I mean, geez Louise, it, it was just, it was great. That was definitely my favorite part. Absolutely. I love the fact, I love that it's opening up all kinds of new storylines that they could use next season and beyond. And like you said, the fact that Sam and Dean now have a home, Dean has a room, which I love the scene where we got to see him fixing up his room a little bit. Hopefully we'll see Sam's room sometime in the future. And I just mm-hmm. absolutely love to see them doing home things, like, you know, Dean cooking for Sam, um, Dean mm-hmm. running, you know, walking around wearing the robe, you know, and <laughs> stuff like that. I, I, I just love that. And that, is, that whole Men of Letters storyline in the bunker and getting to meet, you know, Grandpa Winchester is mm. just been my, my favorite things of the whole season. And then I have like blood ties to the her- bunker, too. Not just not just something they happen to take over. They have it's family, it's blood ties to it. It would have belonged to them either way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and I like that sets up. And like I'll say, like it wasn't my favorite thing in the season, but it's my favorite thing in terms of like what it could become. I don't know, you know, how deeply they'll dive into it, but I mean, like you said, like the fact that we got to meet someone from that side of the family and and get to know more that way of life, like. Unlocks this thing that like Sam isn't really all that different from his family. He just didn't know that part of his family, like he didn't know what he was supposed to be. Yeah, and there's there's something in the bunker for both Sam and Dean. There's all the books and the research which appeals to Sam and gives him the tie to the bunker. And there are 
weapons and a swords and a gun range and a, <laughs> and a gun and a gun range and a kitchen to cook and those are all bean things and they're his tie there. So there's something something about the place for both of them that means a lot and means something to them and is a comfort. So I, I love that. And the other thing I loved about this season is that the the people that they met, they finally have more people in their life, more friends and and not coworkers, not the word I want, but it's it's they have like almost Their family members grow. and friends and a network of support like Garth is still alive, Charlie's still alive. I'm not sure I'm willing to let go of Mama Tran just yet. We only have Crowley's word. <laughs> and, I think that could be and, a little fishy. And I there's there was a little bit more sense of hope this season than I've seen in a while. It wasn't so terribly, terribly dark all the time. So that those those two things for me. I feel like a really twisted person because as much as I like the Men of Letters thing, and as and I'm have this really bizarre obsession with Dean being like having his room and cooking and nesting and all that. But my actual favorite moment of this season was Crowley's monologue in yeah. Clip Show. That was actually oh god, that was the scariest, most evil. I mean, holy crap! It, it hit. It was. It was that that kind of evil. The worst kind of evil is what's true. Yeah. And it was that kind of evil. It was just so and to hit good. it at the soul of the show like that. Yeah. Like it just laid out the everything. laid out the, the show in this way that just just crushed you inside. And just the way they all played it, you played in that scene, you know, and at the end for for Dean to throw the phone and the hex guy be in the phone and the reason they couldn't save Sarah is because they kept listening to Crowley. Mm-hmm. If he would have thrown the phone sooner, if he would have just cut Crowley off, they could have saved her. But he listened to Crowley through that whole thing. And, oh, that was my that that was that was my absolute favorite moment. That was my favorite. Yeah, See, I think for me it really was purgatory. Like not just because it introduced us to Benny, but like stylistically, it was something completely different from. The, from everything oh, we've yeah. seen before, you know, and so like it's this place that just the friggin' woods, really, right? But I mean, but they really made it with the way they shot it and the filters they used, and just the like amped up action, and it was grainy, but it wasn't like it still kind of looks crisp. Like I don't really know how they do that, mm-hmm. but just that whole like it really transported you to this other world and it really made you understand why you'd come out of here so changed. Like, we never really got to see hell when Sam and Dean were there. So, yeah, obviously it's hell. We know they're going to come out changed, but we don't understand it the same way. And so I felt like letting us see Purgatory and see as much of their the experience there as they did really gave us a lot of, you know, insight into the characters as well as this, like, other world to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of blew me away at the beginning of the season. I was really impressed by it. And mm. as much time as we like, you know, they did a fair amount, you know, amount of minutes in Purgatory. I always, I still wanted more. And even after it was sort of like put to bed, after Castiel got out and everything like that, I was like, oh, but there's still a reason. Like we, we'll still get more Purgatory, right? <laughs> because yeah, I, was I really mean, in love with I it. Think that, yeah. 
I could have done with purgatory flashbacks all season long, honestly. Oh, 100% agree. My phone is dying, so I do have to say goodbye as well. But thank you guys for having me. And I'll I'll Mm -hmm. email you about some stuff, but um, hopefully we'll chat again soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Yep, thank you. Do you all want to go? All right, girls. I'm going to let you go because my phone just started beeping as well. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me on. Thank Thank you you for joining us. We really appreciate it. We had a great time. So much fun. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. I'll see you in August. Oh, yes. All right. Good night, girls. Bye. Thank you. Uh, Before we end the show completely, uh, we should uh, mention that we're going to try and do podcast during the summer, the hiatus. Um, we're uh, hopefully going to do, you know, around at least two podcasts a month. Um, we're going to go over the first and second seasons because our podcast started in the third season, so we never got to do a podcast for the first and second season. So we'll be our next podcast. It won't be next weekend, maybe the weekend after. Um, and we'll be starting with the pilot, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. We'll probably do like maybe a chunk of episodes since we're only doing every every a few podcasts a month. Mm-hmm. So if we want to get through, you know, if we want to get through both seasons, we'll probably do, you know, maybe in like small arcs. So, and we'll, um, you know, we we we'll even, we're even going to try and get some guests, you know, some um, for people who were in those episodes that we'll be talking about. We'll try and get them onto the show like we do with the normal podcast. Mhm. All sounds very cool. I think, you know, it's summer. We can have some fun. And, you know, see how things go. So make sure you keep watching for us, and we'll be tweeting them. And thank yep. you for everybody yep. who listened. Yep. Winchester Bros, Twitter and Facebook. I will always have all the up-to-date news on our podcast and everything else going on over the summer, and I'm I'm sure we'll start to be hearing things about season nine before you know it. So, thanks everybody for listening, and thanks to Clarissa, Danielle, and Aaron for joining us. We had a great time talking with everybody. Yes, we did. Thank you so much for listening. And good night, everyone. Good night. Thank Bye. you. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.